Hello, church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell, and if we have not met before, I am the Women's Ministry Director for New Visions Buchanan Campus, and today we are in Psalm 51, and I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight truth in the inward being and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from all my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise, for you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good design in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in right sacrifices and burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Well, friends, I would be surprised if you have been um, in the word of God for any time in your life, if you are not familiar in some way with the story of David and Bathsheba. And, you know, it's it's so often referred to, um, and, and for, for good cause, um, in scripture, it's a, it's a shocking story, right? Um, David not only um, commits adultery with a married woman, but he goes so far as to kill her husband, Uriah, um, in order to cover his sin. Um, and so this particular psalm, we believe, was written shortly after Nathan the prophet goes to David and confronts him. In, in a unique way, I, I encourage you to go back and read that story, but um, about his sin. And, and so David um, is appropriately um, convicted. And this psalm is, is the pouring out of his heart as he acknowledges his sin and acknowledges his responsibility in that sin, which is so important. We have to um, acknowledge <laughs> that we have transgressed against holy God. We have to take personal responsibility for that. Um, we have to recognize that, yes, we're born in sin. He talks about that in verse five. And so that's not an excuse, but it's just an acknowledgement that I need you, Lord, to purge me um, with hyssop, it says. And that's a um, reference to um, something that people in that time would have 
definitely understood that hyssop was often used as a cleansing ritual and in that process. And so he's saying, you do it, Lord. You purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. And then if you've never memorized this verse, can I encourage you to do it this week? Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Friends, we are all born in sin and outside of the precious gift of Jesus' blood, which calls us into his righteousness. Um, it's impossible for us to have a clean heart or to have a right spirit. But because of the work of Jesus on the cross on our behalf, um, we can. But it's a prayer that we have to be praying um, from birth till, till death, that, that we need him to continue to create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit. And one thing that I want to address here, because I have had it come up in the past People are sometimes confused about the verses where he says, um, right after verse 10, he says, cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Now, um, I certainly believe in the assurance of our salvation that we can't lose that salvation, but that is a promise and a gift that came from Jesus after his death, burial, and resurrection. He promised that the Holy Spirit would become a seal upon us and that that seal would remain until the day of Christ. And so what that means is that that post the cross, post Jesus' resurrection and paying for that sin, um, believers don't, can't lose the Holy Spirit. Um, but there was pre the cross, um, we see through scripture that the Holy Spirit kind of came and went. He, that he at times would um, reveal his presence upon prophets and people in the Bible, but they did not have that seal. Remember Jesus promised that to us after the cross, that he would send the comforter, that the Holy Spirit would then be a seal. So um, yes, we can absolutely memorize and pray with the psalmist to create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Um, but we don't have to fear um, the loss of the Holy Spirit. But what I would say is that's not a license to sin. We can still quench the Spirit. That's a very um, profound and true um, understanding of scriptures because spirit the, the scripture also tells us that, right? Do not quench the Spirit. Do not diminish the power of the Spirit by allowing sin in our lives as believers. So it's still a valid argument post and pre the cross. Um, but I just want there to be an understanding that we're not talking about losing our salvation here, um, but we don't want to lose the power and the impact of the Holy Spirit within us. So it's still um, something that we should be um, seeking to the Lord as part of our repentance. And he says, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me with a willing spirit. I love that, friends, because it models for us that we can do the same. Uh, you know, it's it's it feels um, condemning or shameful, right? That sometimes that we're participating because we have to, not because we want to. But the answer to that dilemma is to simply pray for God to change our want to, right? And that's what David is doing here. He's like, listen, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me with a willing spirit. Give me the desire to do what's right. And then how does he follow that up in verses 13 <clears throat> through 15? He's like, I will then share what I've learned. This grace, this mercy, this repentance, this cleansing, um, as I turn from my unrighteousness, I'm not just going to accept your beautiful gift of grace and stop there. I'm going to tell others about it, Lord. My tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. My mouth will declare your praise. And I just think that's so appropriate because I think the Lord, um, we miss out on the opportunity to give the Lord glory that he is due when we hide our sin and shame. And I don't mean in any way that we should be glorifying our 
sins. That's absolutely not the case. But what we should and must do is glorify the forgiver of our sins. And so by not telling our stories, by not admitting our difficulties, by not acknowledging our transgressions, um, past, present, or future, um, we rob God of the glory due his name that he has covered that. And so some of the things that we allow to still keep us in shame, they're forgiven. And so we should declare the grace and mercy and beauty of our God in that forgiveness. And so um, I love that that David includes that here and how he also just addresses the fact that, listen, sacrifices um, aren't what pleases the Lord. What pleases the Lord is that we have that broken spirit that acknowledges that our sin is against him and him only, David says. You know, yes, um, we're sinning against others, but ultimately and always our sin is against God. And so... Um, He says, you know, the sacrifice that you want, Lord, is this spirit, this broken and contrite heart, God, you will not despise. So friends, I just encourage you, um, certainly we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Um, And so if there are sins in your past that you have um, in, in purity of heart taken to the Lord and confessed, acknowledged your part, but you are still letting them hold some sort of sway over you, can I just encourage you that that is not what God called you to? The blood of Jesus paid for that thing, and by holding on to it, um, you're, you're carrying a burden that's not meant to be carried by you. He took care of it, and he is enough. And so I would just encourage you um, now and in the future to use this as a model, to let this be the cry of your, your heart before the Lord. And again, I encourage you to memorize verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. It's, it's a prayer I love to pray when I have fallen short, but even when I'm tempted to fall short, I will just repeat that again out loud in my heart. If I'm tending or tempted to do something that I know is not aligned with God's will, I'll just say it right there, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a right spirit within me, uphold me with a willing spirit and restore to me the joy of your salvation. So that's my prayer for my heart. And that's my prayer for your heart this morning. Um, He is worthy. He is enough. And when we bring our confessions before him, he is faithful and just to forgive them. Be blessed. Mm -hmm.